Hello, and welcome back to the Happy You Are Here podcast. It feels really good to be back. I've been away for quite a while. I took kind of the holiday season off and wasn't feeling too well. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about in this video is coping with depression. And this is from someone who deals with it pretty heavily. I feel really excited about this, <laughs> weirdly, because even though I wasn't able to just shake it off this past time that I've dealt with this really long episode, I was able to cope with it in a lot healthier ways. And what was interesting about it was the way that I got out of it seemed purposeful, seemed like it wasn't just an accident, it wasn't just it happened to be over, kind of a series of things happened and I worked through and then I was able to kind of just all of a sudden wake back up. Um, it was a little bit of a process, but I want to share that with you in this episode. I'm going to share some of the coping mechanisms that I've learned over the years dealing with uh, depression. And there's a really good article by helpguide.org. I'll link that in the show notes down below where you're listening and you can kind of read a little bit more about that. So this is going to be helpful for you if you yourself deal with depression and struggle to get out of those episodes when they're happening. But also if you know you have a loved one that is struggling with it and you don't know how to help, uh, this might be helpful. So the big thing that I think for me is always an issue is that I'm inherently really hard on myself. And when I get in one of these depressive states, I just become harder and harder and harder on myself and it allows those negative thoughts to just fester and build and build and build because I'm giving them more fuel. It's really important to, when you're faced with a depressive episode, to accept that you're not going to be as productive as you're going to be normally. And that's okay. That's, you know, it's part of life. And especially if uh, you're like me who deals with these on a pretty regular basis. It's just, it is what it is. It's part of what makes you you. And instead of trying to avoid it at all costs, more about learning how to cope with it and learning how to deal with it in a way that is a little more healthy and productive and not going to just keep digging you deeper and deeper into, into the same hole. For those of you that maybe don't understand how, how depression works. The way that I describe it, that it's taken me years to come up with this description of it, but this seems to stick and work really well. It's very much like a disease, a very nefarious, a very intelligent disease that looks for ways to preserve itself. So it may be gone for a while, but as soon as it gets a chance to grab hold in your brain somewhere on something, a failure, or maybe just being not having enough sleep, being too stressed, it'll grab onto that. And then it will, what seems like intelligently block by block, try to make itself stronger and block off the things that would normally help you get better. What I mean by this is and anyone who's experienced depression probably understands this intuitively, but some of the things that will help you the most, that you know will help you the most, are the things that depression kind of targets first, right? So oversleeping causes and increases levels of depression. When you are in a depth of a depression, the only thing you wanna do is sleep, and you definitely have a tendency to oversleep. Sometimes you'll have trouble sleeping at night, but then once you do get to sleep, you'll sleep forever, and that's something that if you can help it, you need to keep to a minimum. But I'll talk about some of the ways that when it feels like you can't possibly help these specific things, how to pick out ones that you can, which ones are really important to just put all of the limited energy that you do have into. 
And that's the thing. Basically, depression is depriving you of energy and motivation to do anything. It makes everything feel pointless. It makes everything feel like it doesn't matter. And even though logically you can understand that's not the case, it doesn't matter because it just is all encompassing. You start to, you just lose the energy. And the thing is, it's a spiral because the first things that you lose the energy to do are things that would give you more energy, like working out. Working out and exercising is a great way to gain more energy and gain more mental clarity in life, but it's also one of the first things that goes when you're faced with a depressive episode. Same thing with healthy sleep habits. So healthy, healthy sleep habits is huge in your mental health, but again, it's kind of the first thing, one of the first things that depression attacks. The other really big thing that depression attacks is your relationship with other people. Being around and communicating with other people is incredibly important to staying in a healthy mindset, but it's the last thing that you want to do when you are feeling depressed. It, you want to isolate yourself and this disease feeds off of those things. If it can latch on to any one of those things, then it will systematically try to find ways to block off those other things out of your life. So it is important to, if you can, to not allow it to take footholds in those areas. But what I want to talk about is that you, A, if you are a loved one of someone that has depression, please learn how to be around people that are depressed. Learn how to be around people that are not happy. This is a huge problem because people don't feel like they're valuable when they are not bringing a lot of energy. I experienced this a few times during this last episode where I'm thankful to have friends that kind of understand a little bit and allowed me to just be around. And I didn't have to be the center of attention. I didn't have to be the one talking, although I'm usually someone that's you know entertaining. I'm telling stories, I'm engaging, I'm joking. I was just kind of there. It was important for me to have those and that those connections helped, even though I still felt really foggy. I still felt just completely obliterated without any energy. And I kind of felt like I didn't want to be there. Looking back now, that was an important step to getting out of that depression was having those moments where I was with other people. It's important to understand that because someone's depressed and is maybe not showing a lot of energy around you, has nothing to do with you, uh, you might be helping them just by letting them be around. And it, it, it helps a little bit by being in small groups. Big groups are probably way too overwhelming, but being in a group of a few people allows the other people to kind of do most of the talking and most of the carrying on, while someone who's dealing with the depressive episode can kind of sit back and just be in the presence of other people. And that sometimes is enough to help get those first couple foots footholds. Another way I conceptualize it is being a pit. You know, people say a pit of depression and that metaphor works really well because you end up in this pit because a lot of times it happens either so quickly or so gradually that you don't notice. So all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, oh crap, how did I get here again? Then it's literally like climbing out of a pit. It's like the dark night when he's in that pit and he has to climb out um, in the Batman movie. You're going like one grasp at a time and sometimes you'll slip and fall back and it's it feels like a battle just to get out of it. And it's worthwhile to do that battle. Obviously, we talk about that a lot in this show, uh, having reasons why outside of just because people say it, you need to get better, understanding kind of what your purpose behind life is, um, or at least working towards understanding that, and at least just sticking around for other people. Those things can be good motivators to at least attempt the battle, to 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 put the effort in that's needed. And you're not going to have the energy, and, and little things seem like they're impossible. And the thing is, it's important to distinguish what is impossible and what is difficult. And this is where how you can get yourself out of it is by putting effort 
whatever effort you can muster, even if it's just a tiny bit of effort, into these key areas that are going to help you slowly build up that resistance and climb out of this pit. Now, the first one is staying connected, like I said, with other people, especially face to face. It doesn't really provide the same chemical responses in your brain whenever you're connecting with people online and actually spending more time on the internet is probably going to continually deplete your uh, dopamine system. So it's important to get that face-to-face -face interaction, especially if you can do it in a group setting, like I said, where you're not expected to really be participating very much. The, that can at least get you some of that oxytocin and some, you know, just social reward serotonin that is needed to start building back up that energy and building that system back up in your brain. Now, Another thing is to do things that feel good for you. And the thing is, do it even if it doesn't feel good now. Things that usually feel good. So if you, for me, I like playing guitar. When I'm super depressed, it doesn't do anything for me. And it kind of sucks that it doesn't do anything for me. But it's important to still do it. And the same thing with meditation. Meditation's huge for me. This previous episode, that was kind of the main thing that got me out of it. But... I didn't feel like doing that. It was the last thing I wanted to do, but I was it was something that I was able to expand a little bit of energy and get that thing done. You know, basically try to live your normal life as much as possible, accepting and being forgiving to yourself that you're not gonna live your normal life for a while, for a couple of days, if you're lucky, a couple months, a couple of weeks, things are gonna be different and that's okay. So it's kind of a balance, finding that balance of pushing yourself to do things that you really don't want to do, but it gets you active. You need to do something. The, the cure to depression is activity. It's going to be little things at first. It's going to be getting up and brushing your teeth and putting new clothes on because taking a shower feels too overwhelming or taking a shower. You know, just little things like that can, can make you feel like a whole new person, at least give you a little bit of boost of energy and then allow you to push past it and do a couple more things. And even if you get a few things done in a day, celebrate that, feel good. I went three weeks, I was just completely in a fog and, and blocked out from any kind of, I couldn't feel any emotion aside from a few times with my significant other. It was really difficult because it just felt like the feelings were never going to come back, but eventually they do. And I know that it feels like they won't, but if you've been through it a few times, you'll, you'll get through it. And a third thing is to move. Like I said, activity is the cure to depression. And obviously a full out workout feels impossible, but can you go for a walk around the block? Okay. Maybe you can't go for a walk around the block. Maybe you can at least go out and sit in front of your apartment or your house for a few minutes. So that kind of combines with getting daylight, literally getting the sun in your face. Um, those two things combined makes a huge difference. And for me, I try to stack the exercise on top of each other. So, you know, one day I may be able to just get outside and that's it. And then the next day I went for a walk around the block and it felt good. And I had a little bit of time after that where I didn't feel completely overwhelmed. And then it kind of came back. One day I was able to walk to the store and back. And then I felt great for a little bit. And then it wore off. Uh, and then another day I walked to the store and back twice in one day and got a bunch of stuff done. And, and those things started to add on top of each other and it started to feel really good. So getting some kind of activity, some kind of physical, getting your heart rate up is incredibly important. Many doctors say this all the time and it's easy to overlook. And it's like I said, it's one of those things that it's difficult. It doesn't mean it's impossible. So the things that are difficult are the things that you need to do because you need to understand that depression is attacking those things that are essential to 
curing it. It's a battle with this disease and you have all of the tools in your brain, in your life to fight it. It's not easy, it's freaking hard. But if you wanna get better, this is exactly the things you have to do. Also eating healthy, make sure you're eating enough because your body needs enough energy to actually fuel your brain and to fuel your body. Minimize sugar because sugar really messes with your dopamine system. And if you can um, minimize coffee and energy drinks and things like that too, because although it might feel like those will give you more energy, uh, that's not the kind of energy you need when you're feeling depressed. Taking supplements can help too, but those are kind of more, uh, I see those as more preventative uh, and keeping the depressive episodes less extreme. I take a vitamin B supplement and a vitamin D supplement when I remember. And when I don't, uh, my depression episodes get a lot more severe. So all of those things combined as far as diet goes can be really important as well. The final thing is to pay attention to what those negative thoughts are that keep cycling in your brain. You know, I get these negative, we've, we've talked in the show before about thought loops and you get stuck in these patterns and you might not have the energy to break out of a pattern completely, but really paying attention to it, be mindful of it. And this is where meditation can come in handy because you can pay attention to the things that your brain is saying and the thoughts that you're having kind of as an observer, as a separate party and not judge it, not say, well, that's a bad thought. I need to not think that, don't think that, don't think that, don't think that. That's not how you're gonna break those, those thought patterns. You're gonna break those thought patterns by really paying attention to them and noticing what they are. Um, and my go-to phrase in my head when I hear something is that's interesting because that doesn't apply a good or a bad label to it. It just says, that's interesting. Why am I thinking that? And sometimes I can cycle through. And a lot of times, most of these negative thoughts are not warranted. And if they are, like I had some things about um, some financial issues that I've been struggling with that really were getting me down and it was keep. It was just more fuel for the fire for the depression, and that wasn't the thing that caused it, but it, it allowed my depression to keep festering. I knew that all of these other things about you know the way people perceive me or whatever, and things being worthless, those are just kind of the things that depression says to me, and I understand that. But there were some things that were true, and it was latching those true things on and piling the other things on top. Now it's important, I think to see it as the depression. I call it the depression, not my depression, or I, I try to separate myself from, from those thoughts because those are not normal thoughts for me to have. And once you start identifying with your depression, then you're really gonna get stuck in it. You have to see that as a separate state and see that as a disease that you're fighting because it's the only way that you're gonna separate yourself and be able to pull yourself out of it. And when it comes back, you'll be prepared to fight it again. And sometimes you'll be able to fight it off right away. And sometimes it's gonna be a long battle, but it's a battle that's much more manageable and it seems a lot less hopeless when you have these tools and techniques to, to battle it. A lot of the stuff that you know might be practical things that depression is using to keep you down are things that you could do something about. And you don't have to solve the whole problem in one day, but is there some little thing that you could go do right now to tackle that thing, you know, to at least make some progress. And then allow yourself to feel really proud about just making that progress. A big part of dealing with depression is readjusting your expectations for yourself. What you're capable of when you're in this state is different than what you're normally capable, capable of. So it's not gonna help you at all to get down on yourself about what you're able to achieve. And it doesn't help people uh, if you're another person and you have someone that you love that's going through this. It doesn't help to you know give them tough love and really push them. It's it's a balance again because you want to push them to get out of bed. You want to push them if you can to you know shower and go for a walk and do these essential things. But to push them too far is just going to make them feel more worthless. It's going to make them feel like I know I'm not capable of all of this stuff. They were basically they're already getting down on themselves so much. 
just by giving them this tough love is, is just gonna make it worse. And obviously there's some exceptions to that. Some people respond really well to tough love and that's why nothing is black and white. Nothing is, this is the one cure for everything. But for a lot of people, myself included, the tough love uh, to myself or from other people just makes things worse because I'm already so down on myself and feel worthless. I'm just, my brain's gonna say, yeah, see, there's another reason. There's another, uh, there's more evidence that you're worthless. And one thing I wanna say is if you're having suicidal thoughts, um, it's really important to talk to someone if you can. It's unfortunate that we live in a country where medical insurance is so expensive, trips to a therapist is so expensive, it can cost hundreds of dollars to go to a therapist. And I wish I could just say, everyone should go to a therapist and that would solve everyone's problems. And even going to a therapist isn't always gonna solve your problems, but sometimes we just don't have access to that. And I think it's really unfair for the internet and for health professionals to say, if you're struggling, go see a therapist, go to your doctor. Because some for some of us, that's not, possible because we don't have the money to do that. And that's another thing that piles on. So picking a few of those things, if you can get one thing done a day that moves you forward towards one of your goals or, or towards minimizing one of these problems in your life that's causing the depression or uh, making it worse will help you start to climb out of that. And then all of a sudden, once you start to stack all of these things on top of each other and use the momentum from one thing to another thing, but being realistic with yourself and not pushing yourself to the point where you're just gonna break again, that's how you get out of it. And then all of a sudden, things are gonna seem clear again. And it's important to once things feel clear, to still be a little cautious about how much you're exerting yourself, to not push yourself right back into that state. It's kind of where I'm at right now is I've recently come out of a pretty long depressive state and I'm trying to maintain my uh, expectations for myself and do some things that I really, that fire me up, that make me excited like this. You know, this isn't the most productive thing that I could be doing with my time right now. This isn't gonna solve my financial problems because this doesn't make any money and it's not going to for a long time, if ever. And that's okay because that's not what this is about. For me, this is about if it feels like going through those things can help somebody else, then it feels like they weren't for nothing. They weren't just wasted time in sadness. And that can really push you forward because there's so many of us, obviously this is a huge epidemic in our country, in our world is despair. And I have an episode coming out soon about how, why more developed countries have higher suicide rates and have higher rates of depression and despair. Because there's a lot of interesting studies that have been done around this. And these are things that when we're feeling down and we're feeling depressed, it's probably not the time to solve all of your problems. It's the time to just try to get out of that depression. But once you start to feel a little bit better, even if you just have a few days, then you can start to cultivate some of these things. And some of the things that I'm gonna talk about in that episode are more society level things that we should be focusing on or in our communities that we can focus on to make ourselves a little more resilient to depression and make it less of a prevalent thing in our society to give it less opportunities to grab hold. Thanks for listening to this show. Uh, it means a lot to me. It feels really good to know when this has helped people. Um, when people reach out on Instagram, it usually seems to be the place where everyone reaches out. You can reach out wherever um, and just let me know that you listened to this episode and if you got something out of it or if you have any comments, any things that you do that help, I'd love to share those. I'd love to assess them. It means a lot though. And like I said, this is one of the things that feels like it gives me purpose. I mean, a couple months ago when I started this, I just all of a sudden felt like this is the thing that I've been trying to work towards for so long and I don't know why I've just been waiting. I've been waiting for someone to give me permission to do it and now I'm just doing it. And we've reached hundreds of people already. Maybe you're one of those hundreds of people or maybe you're a new listener. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Happy You're Here. And I'm happy you're here. Uh, and if you're returning, I'm happy you're back. 
thank you for uh, being patient with me while I was dealing with that stuff. And um, we'll have another episode soon. I'm happy you're here with me. See you around. Bye.